0: hormones of stress give the body and brain a rush of energy. It's like a narcotic and it becomes a drug and people get addicted to the adrenaline and the stress hormones and they use the problems and conditions in their life to reaffirm their emotional addiction so they can remember who they think they are. Now the bad relationship, the bad job all of that that's in place because the person needs that to reaffirm their emotional addiction. So when the hormones of stress become a like a narcotic and you can't turn it just by thought alone, then we become addicted to our thoughts. Good morning, everybody. This is Tony Fleming, and so this is uh, Friday. Today, Friday, June the tenth, or something like that. Ninth, tenth, I guess. Let me see. Monday is the thirteenth, which is my birthday. It's Gemini season, so we got Monday. So we go backwards to Sunday, the twelfth, then Saturday, the eleventh. And Friday is the 10th, so June 10th. Juneteenth. No, Juneteenth is June 19th. But this Gemini season, man, the, the special individuals, the Geminis, are out and about. I mean, we are special for real. Uh, you know, every time I talk to somebody's a Gemini, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So, <laughs> so, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do this particular call, it's the mindset, mental toughness call. The way I look at it, mindset is the topic, there are bullet points under mindset, and I put mental toughness there, and I truly, truly believe that we need that to keep going, to keep going in the fight every day, all the uh, lies that are told to us, all the things that we have to deal with. And do not complain. That's one thing for sure. You can't. But we do. But, you know, hey, they say, I'm only human. But we're working on that. We talk about things like mindset. We talk about things like paradise shifts. We talk about things like winning and losing, all kind of things that go hand in hand in what you do on a regular basis. And we give you our truths. As we know it, you know what I'm saying? As we know it, we'll give it to you. And in our hearts of hearts, we believe that if a person take this information and literally go through the information on a regular basis over and over and over to where you can just recite it almost, man, life can change. Here's the key. You have to do it, though. You can't look like you're doing it. You can't play like you're doing it. You can't. We was having this discussion the other night about Michael Vick. Could have been, should have been, all of that stuff. But he still did not take it seriously. He was going on his natural instinct, you know, how he can just ball out and run and move. and Man, I don't need that stuff. Throw it in the back seat or throw it in the trunk and, Never ever touched it. You know I many people that were hustling just to get a playbook, just to say, let me out here. And he took it, you know, lightly. But he was going on his skills and his talent. And so we talk about that. That is more than skills and talent. It's a lot more than that if you want to win. It's a lot more than that. You got to have other things also. It is, for real, a lot more than that. And, man, I'm talking some Dr. Joe today. So I know we have my man on uh, Big Lou, Luther Vandross. Uh, No, not Luther Vandross. This is my man, Mr. Lewis Fields. And I'm telling you, I am proud of this guy. um, To do what he's done, the years that he spent, the – Changing of a of a person, you know, I was discussing with some people last night that it's literally hard, it's almost impossible sometimes for us to go through this path of change and growth because we have been conditioned and programmed for so long. I mean, for so long, and sometimes I get frustrated and I, I have to go back and think that, you know, these are miracle things that we're doing. You know, for people to, to pull ourselves out, it's miracles that we're doing here, for real. Because normally, somebody get this much, you know, a person gets this much programming, and then we you come to them, and you say, hey, let's go, and you see it start changing. It's really, a, it's really miracles that are happening, man. So we're going to talk about some of that, too, but you know what time it is. What time is it? Showtime. God What is your profession?
1: Hello, good morning. I'm here, can you hear me? All right,
0: man. All right, all right. How's your morning going?
1: It's good. Everything is cool. Everything is going as it should be. What's
0: your what's your morning. morning routine, man? Do you do the same thing every morning when you get up? Is it prayers or push ups? Is it or you do different things based on um what are you doing that day?
1: I have been I've been working myself back into the routine of reading my morning proverb every morning. That's okay. Like, first thing in the morning to read the Proverbs for the day. That has been the. the uh, so you
0: have a book that's morning Proverbs, or you go through Proverbs and just pick something out to read.
1: Hmm. The book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is um, okay. Basically, coincide with the month. Right. Um. It's uh. So every day, just read whichever day of the month that is. That makes sense. Like today, the day that, uh you read the test because it's every proverbs in the Bible. So you just if you repeat that, like that it, that's where it began that like that's like that was the beginning of me stop being stupid.
0: Mm.
1: So, like, on the that that read, was
0: uh, As Your Man Thinketh.
1: Yeah, like the Bible mm. make you smart. Like I tell people like, oh, right. oh, you like that you like I really man. the Bible make you smart. related to him, so you read Proverbs 10, then tomorrow the you read the 11th, and then at the end of the month, you go through the month. Sometimes you got to read two of them because it's only 30 days in a month, so you read the 30th and the 31st on the last day of the month. Then you turn around, you read the first one on the first day of July, second one. And then if, you, if you do that like this for the rest of your life, like it's going to help you a lot because over time, that wisdom will start setting in, you're going to start... Applying it without even knowing it. Like, right. Right, you're going to start applying it. If you keep on reading it and getting exposed to it every day. You're going to start applying that wisdom and, uh, it's going to make your life different. You're going to make your decisions different. You know, you're going to seem smart because you're basically living by principles. You're living by, by, you know, universal laws and principles that can only work one way. And that's the thing about them universal laws. Like, in the universal principles, whatever you want to call it. Like when you get stuff that's universal, you can have boldness and confidence when you talk because you know how it's going to turn out. Because I'm working the lot. I'm working. This is how, this is the only way it goes. If you, you sow seed in good ground with good intention, it's only one thing going to happen. You go free. You go free. It's like if you jump off a building and you ain't got no apparatus to make you fly. You gonna smack the ground? Up. Right. <laughs> you know it's like that's you guarantees. <laughs> this is like you just, that's why people like you just don't know everything. I don't have to know everything. I just study principles with these few things. That's like a fucking bone.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's man, I, um, t- today I want to kind of read from my notes. These notes were taken about four years ago. Might be three. I don't know how to go back and check but it was one of those uh Christmas holidays and I was up in Cleveland with my wife, and you know? Now I kinda check in the hotel the first ten years or you know, I stayed with the family and, you know, probably longer than that. But now, you know, I do for the last four I had to check in the hotel so I can have a little peace and organization and during that time is when I plan for my new year. I guess I kind of, I'm just there all day. And on this particular day, I actually turned on the YouTube channel because they have a smart television. And I listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza for, shoot, probably three days straight. I mean, I went back and forth with, I was impressed that he even stopped when he was doing the um, the recordings, is almost like he stopped because he knew people were taking notes. I, I, I was, I, you know, I'm thinking, wait a minute. He didn't say it, but it was like he just stopped because I was making note after note after note after note after note. I was just writing it down, writing it down, writing it down, and I didn't have to pause as much and say, "Hey, run that back," you know, like mm-hmm. I'm talking to him for real, you know. But I was I was doing it myself, and Man, when I finished, you know, it was so, so much that it was hard for me to even go back and read. I was just so, so now, but I have this information. It travels with me. It's everywhere. And I just think about how profound it is. So here we go. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to pause and let you jump in on any of this. But I'm telling you, in all the notes... Are like thought-provoking but I'm gonna I'm go with these certain pages today and it says this the, the hormones of stress give the body and brain a rush of energy the hormones of stress give the body and brain a rush of energy It's like a narcotic and it becomes a drug and people get addicted to the adrenaline and the stress hormones And they use the problems and conditions in their life to reaffirm their emotional addiction so they can remember who they think they are. Now, the bad relationship, the bad job, all of that that's in place because the person needs that to reaffirm their emotional addiction because, God forbid, if they couldn't feel anything. So when the hormones of stress become a like a narcotic, and you can't turn it just by thought alone, then we become addicted to our thoughts. Now, what what I understand there is um, the negativity, the things that we said for so long growing up, and even while you're uh, older, well, it could be in the teens, could be, early 20s right now at that time, it's a rush. It's like that complaining, that pain in my back, pain in my side, um broke. All those things have been created now. It's a adrenaline rush, and you get addicted to it. So he's saying, like, I don't think people either understand why you constantly do it because it gives a person that emotional addiction so they can remember and think about who they are and then they take the bad relationship the bad job all of this in place because the person needs that you got to have it to reaffirm their emotional addiction because god forbidden if they didn't feel anything see you know people don't want to feel anything I mean, they don't want to feel anything. they got to have something to fill them up. There has to be something to fill them up. It can't just be you know nothing going on. so if they couldn't feel anything, so when the hormones of stress become a narcotic, and you can turn it off or you can turn it on just by thought alone. So I just started thinking about a bill. I start thinking about I don't know, my son and my daughter. I start thinking about my husband or my wife. I start thinking about any kind of issue that we've gone through before, immediately that stress kick in. And really that's how we feel. Because if we don't do that, we don't feel anything. We're addicted to our thoughts. So when you become addicted to your own thoughts, understand, and when it comes to, to change, you can all, you can understand it's like an addict. So if you condition and addicted to your own thoughts, folks, listen, listen to this. I know it's going to sound crazy. Your own thoughts consist of um, stuff that you grew up with, things that you heard, you know, maybe... You know, anything. I can't can't even, I've kind of pushed all those thoughts out of my mind now, which is a good thing, so I can't think of some of the other things that, you know, we are saying out there now. But it has become an addiction. And the key is it can be turned on by thought alone, man. Just thought will make the subconscious feel it's happening. Just start. Just one time when you think about the bill and you get stressed. Just just do one more thing and you get stressed. And now that adrenaline makes you feel good because that's you know like I said I call I call some of my family members and they hit me with the backside and everything else hurting. Man, I'm telling you that is what. The challenges we have. So, what do you think about that, sir? What do you think about when you hear that?
1: This is this is this is good. You gonna like this. You gonna mm-hmm. like this. This is good. You like Joe. Joe was good. Joe got so special. Now you know how you always say, "Won't he do it?" When you when about Right, right, right. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: I've been working on. A thing, I got a thing about. Uh, you know, when you speak and You always working on stuff. So I got a thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Great free. What you talk about in the brain, what people don't understand about your brain is that we are all adrenaline junkies. we all living off dopamine, and certain things trigger these things in your brain. We don't see, though, that when you're growing up in a certain way, and grandma tell you a story about we didn't have no money, and we didn't know what was going to happen, how we was going to get our next meal, and then this miracle happened, and it, it happened. That feel good. And you give all mm-hmm. praise to God. You say, thank you, Jesus. The issue is you start depending on that grace because you say, oh, this guy's grace in my life. Okay. All right. And all unity is that ain't. But you start depending on it. So let's look at, like, the, the, the widow when the, the prophet said, what you got in the house? Remember, they was going to take her son. She mm-hmm. owed debt. her debt. She was going to take her son. Now, that was huge in their life. That was a huge generational uh, tale of God intervening, his grace in their life. I remember they was going to come take us and put us to work, and I went to the the prophet, and the prophet came in and filled all the vases, and we had a business, and we was making money. It's all about how you frame that because that can happen to somebody and the young men say, you know, I want to be a businessman. I want to be a prophet. Or the ladies say, well, I can make it now. You know, we can do it on our own now. Or you got your grace freaks. Well, look, we was in dire straight skin. Look what God did. And they just stay right. there. They stayed there waiting on God again. And that's kind of like like how you, you get, you normalize this pain. That's what been, I'm looking at like with brands. We normalize certain things. And when you get that eagle amongst them chickens that do the other thing, what it is is they see another way to live, and then through aiming at that and thinking about that, they start building up confidence in that other way to live, and they leave the chickens and go fly because they realize they're eagle. But the other chickens never know that there's another way to live. They walk around pecking and not flying and right there in the little pen. Right. So, you get these grace and that's like that's that's another side of it because, like you said, that same rush that you get when you're shooting dice. Because think about it, you gave all your money, you can put thousand dollars on, and you hoping that you're gonna shake these little dice, they're gonna roll out, and something good gonna happen. And if it don't, they're gonna take your money. It's the same triggers in your brain when you know you overextended and use up this credit card You can't pay off. You can use the you can use the, <laughs> the the paycheck. You know the light's going to get cut off. And it's a rush. How am going to do it this time? Just like a junkie chasing the dope. It's a rush, and people don't talk about that. Grandma getting that same rush. But what we say is, the going to make a way. Won't he do it? Right. And they get that rush. And you wonder, why do you stay in this perpetual poverty like this? But you don't see that side of what the brain is going through because it's a rush. Mm-hmm. The light was on. My legs were about to get cut off. And, this, and then this happened. Think about dudes in the streets, how they tell the stories, and they be so excited. But I was getting shot at, and I jumped off the roof, and I broke my knee, but I was still able to run, and the police almost caught my head under the car, and the dog was right there. I was like, dog, dude, don't you get me today? And I was praying, and the, it's the same rush. <laughs> I'm with her hens, I'm going to go in the prayer room, room and we're going to make a way and We're going to find a way to get that boy that tuition as much, but ain't nobody changed the business. You're just waiting on God every time. And it's the same rush. That makes it. It's the same. People, the brain work in the same way. The same way Warren Buffett just closed that ten billion dollar deal. That rush he got is the same mm-hmm. rush. Same rush. Grandma get waiting on Jesus. It's the same rush.
0: And, and you know, it. it, it they don't want to change. People don't want to change because that rush is going away. So when we ask, you know, want to do it, Lord, come in, you know, but your thought process on that a person on their thought process is, is probably going through the, the motion of acting like they want it. They really don't. They really don't, uh but they want that rush. They don't because if they get what they're talking about, then the rush is gone. You know how they say people uh win the lotto and they actually go broke three years later because it's uncomfortable having that money. It's like you you have lived your whole life. This is how you got high. You, you got high by not having money. Yeah. What, what I mean by high was those chemicals came through your body by you not having money, and now you can complain to everybody else. You know my back hurt. You know you know my toes hurt, and you're so used to doing that. That adrenaline there is what you were looking for. You're really not looking to stay with that money, it has to get out of your hands down to little nothing for you to operate consciously. That's why you try to figure out how these folks lose all this. They literally was trying to get it out of their hands so they can get that ceiling again. Yep. And he says here, good.
1: ahead. I was to say, it is, think about how people are say, people that, I heard everybody say this, but some people that acquire wealth uh, you know, have a, a measure of success that made them have a comfortable amount of money. And they had talk mm-hmm. about, man, when we were starting off and I was about to go bankrupt, they came and repossessed mm-hmm. my car, we was just working out the garage, and, mm-hmm. and I was I was about to go sleep on my mama's couch. It was the best times, man. What it is, it's the bunch of the fight. And if and as you acquire this change. This is why change is so tough because once you know more, now your pursuit has got to get so much bigger than the light bill. Your pursuit has got to get so much bigger than, oh, I'm going to make the car payment this month. So you've got to conquer these bigger mountains. This is the reason why you see all the ultra wealthy just keep doing stuff. Like, they don't need all that money. Why are you trying to buy that company? Why are you trying to do that? Why are you trying to plant all the seeds in the mountain and do all that? Because you run out of that rush. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Jay Z—they chasing that same rush that Willie the Wino yep. chasing. Yep. But change causes for identity crisis. You got to commit a suicide. It's an eternal spiritual suicide because nothing can remain the same when you go through the change. So people hear all that stuff. Mister Clinton, you talking about? That's good. That's good. But I ain't giving up my my my, my, my um sorority sisters. I'm not giving up my sister, my auntie, my little cub, my play cousin. and I know ain't no good. I can't talk to her no more if I do this. And they won't leave their world. That's why Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz, what happens? The heroines had to be forced out of that world to change. They had to be forced out of that world to change. That's why sure. prisons, uh, military, when you go away on the journey, the, the hero, like an alchemist, I mean, he had to go away from that world. You can't stay in that world, and very few things force us out of that world, so if a person's not forced out of that world, nobody leaves that voluntarily. let me you mean you tell me I can't mess with my family no more. You mean to tell me my grandmama that I' looked up to and love and all this and make the sweet potato pie is killing me. I ain't even grandma, you crazy and what's sad
0: is it's not taught in the system. So it sounds like some crazy when we're saying it. I know somebody listening. It just sounds like voodoo-ish almost, but the truth is that's the truth. I mean it's like so he says here, when it comes to change, then you can understand just like an addict, the moment you are no longer thinking the certain things and thoughts that are making certain chemicals for you because those negative thoughts make those chemicals for you, and you feel a certain way, and those feelings drive the same thoughts. Like if you feel insecure thought, you begin to feel insecure. And when you feel insecure, you begin to think of you as being insecure. And you do that for 20 or 30 years, it's gonna feel pretty familiar. So when you've been doing that complaint, like I'm saying, you've been saying your back hurt for 20, 30 years, You've been saying this about being, I don't know, broke for 20, 30 years. That's the familiar feeling. It creates chemicals that you have to have. This is what people don't think about. You literally have to have that. You think, and then you're going to say, I am insecure. Because you are. And whenever you say, I am, we already know what that means. And whenever you say I am, folks, like I am uh sexy, I am wealthy, I am what you're saying is you're commanding your mind and your body toward that destination. So if the body has been conditioned to the mind of insecurity, don't you think that the moment you no longer gonna think insecure, all right? So the moment you say I'm reading my affirmation. You know, I'm successful. I'm wealthy. I'm, I'm blah blah blah. The moment you start doing that, and you you no longer thinking those insecure thoughts, and are uh, are still firing that and wiring those circuits to your brain that produce the blend of chemicals for you to feel that way. Don't you know your body, which is your old thinking, your old mind, is going to do what? It's going to kick back. I mean, as soon as you start reading your affirmations, as soon as you start talking positive talk, as soon as you start, your old body is like, uh-uh, hold on. What what you think you doing? You know that ain't what we do. You know, we, we, we complain. We talk about, you know, other folks. We do all that kind of stuff. And now here you are trying to change. You got your... You got your affirmation sheet. You're reading your books, and your body is gonna say, "Hold on." Mm-mm. You know, let's look back at this situation. Let's look back at your brain and say, "Really, that's what happens." You're you're trying to. I'm pacing now because I'm I'm kind of on fire here. <laughs> uh, you're trying to change what's been with you for years that gave you the chemical rush. You got to go back and listen to this, folks. Everything that you thought, especially the negative stuff, it gave you a chemical rush. It made you feel good. See, when you stop doing that, now you don't have a feeling at all. And when you don't have a feeling at all, your old thinking is going to say, wait a minute, we don't, oh, you don't, you know, Let's go back to let's do the things we always do, complain, look at our bills, cry, start our kind of other stuff. So, you you're actually, people are actually addicted to the negative attitude. You're addicted to that. To The point is you can't even walk away from it. That's a process that you can, but then they going to just, Happen like that, but the first thing you have to do, like they say in twelve step program, you have to admit that that's what's going on. Your, your your old thing is saying, man, what are you doing? These affirmations, you are going to be comfort calls. You talking to people, you you know, I don't know. You are dressing a little nicer. You are not. Everything is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That ain't. And so now, your brain says, you're going to stop that, man. You're going to stop that because we need that chemical rush. We need it, and we're not getting it. Now, does that make sense to you, Lou? Because I, I don't know about the people listening. I know when I started reading and thinking about it, I'm like, man, this makes so much sense. we fighting the battle of change. We're thinking... Uh, I really, it's not that, you know, when you say, I don't don't want to read affirmations, you don't because that battle in your mind, when you do that, you don't have that chemical rush. I
1: fully agree with what you're saying.